This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. On this week's show, we'll get a review of Celebrity Equinox on their very first cruise back out of Port Everglades. John and his wife took that sailing, and he is here to talk all about it. Funny thing, well actually not really too funny, but normally we'd have news here at the top of the show. I was stuck in Vegas for three days because of uh, Tropical Storm Fred and a series of mechanical issues with American Airlines. So I literally just got back into my studio a couple of hours ago and here we are on Wednesday evening. So uh, if you want the news, Cruise Radio News, it's our daily three things you need to know. And it can be found opposite of this channel at Cruise Radio News or on the Cruise Radio YouTube channel. So John and his wife just returned from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise on Celebrity Cruises Equinox. It was actually the first uh, Celebrity Equinox sailing out of Florida down there in Port Everglades. John joins us on the line. Hey, John. Hey, Doug. How are you doing? Good, man. It's good to finally, it's been a couple of years because uh, they all shut down and everything. So it's good to have you back on and giving one of your reviews. Well, I appreciate it. It's great to be back with you. It's very exciting that the uh, industry's coming back to life and we're able to start doing this again. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been so nice. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So let's start as we always do with some pre-cruise thoughts. What was it like booking your first cruise back in well over a year? It was actually kind of spur of the moment, last minute. Um, we, we booked it uh, a week ahead of the actual sailing. Um, we had been uh, when Carnival opened back up Mardi Gras for the sailing that you were on for the uh, end of July, the first one. Uh, we were really trying hard to get that booked, um, but unfortunately, my wife's a uh, first grade teacher, so she was going to be going back to pre-planning that week, and we really didn't think she was going to be able to get the time off, so I started looking at other options and ran across Celebrity, and uh, the Equinox bookings were still open, so we uh, were looking at that and the edge, and we ultimately decided to, to go with Equinox because of the Eastern Caribbean itinerary, which was originally supposed to go to Tortola. We ended up having a change, but we can get into that in a little bit, but we had really wanted to get back to Tortola, and we love St. Martin, so it was a good run for us and ended up working out great. Very cool. Now, you're in central Florida, and you had to make your way down to Port Everglades. So let's talk about the cruise check-in. So you get to the pier, you go to check-in. How was this different from your standard cruise check-in? It wasn't dramatically different. I mean, that's the good news. They did hold pretty firm to your check-in times, and we were fortunate we had one of the first uh, – available windows. So we were able to uh, get into the terminal right after the suite guests uh, were let in. So we we probably got to the port about uh, 10 o'clock that morning. Uh, we made it down to the uh, the terminal entrance there, dropped our bags off, and they were asking, you know, everybody as you came into the line what your check-in time was, and they were checking your, uh, you know, your, your uh, boarding pass. And then they had three separate lines. One was for those that were on time and then the first boarding group, uh, they had a line for the suite guests and then they had a line for those that had showed up uh, earlier than their set time. And th they would be kind of led into the building as uh, I guess the crowd control allowed, but uh, they probably opened the door for suite guests right around 1130, um, which was great. And then they were, we were in the building probably a little after 1145. And the first thing I noticed that was, you know, different from usual was they were checking for your vaccination status. So if you, you know, you had told them that you were vaccinated, they asked for your card and your information and they put that into their, their iPads and got you checked in and then sent you upstairs uh, to go through security. 
Um, and then the only difference from there was that we had to put on tracelets uh, that allowed us to be contact traced um, on the ship should there be any uh, COVID cases. And then after that, we were on board. I think we were crossing the gangway by a, a five minutes to 12. I mean, it was amazing. So really nice, smooth process and got to enjoy the day on the ship, which was great. Yeah, that's one thing I can't stress enough to anyone who's taking a cruise here in the next few months is make sure you arrive um, at the pier at your embarkation time, because I was down at Port Canaveral the other day and Disney was like, you know, come back at your time. They weren't letting people even in the building. And then, um, of course, Carnival had a standby queue outside so that people can kind of, as you mentioned, um, kind of stagger in as volume allowed. Right. And then um, with uh, Celebrity, of course, the ship was only at like 25% capacity, so it really was a non-issue there. But yeah, if you have a cruise coming up, very important to go there at your assigned time. Uh, I want to talk about the tracelet for a second, John. So what is this? Yeah. Uh, is it just a band or is it like a kind of a Disney magic band or did it have a face or a, a digital reading on it? No, it didn't have any type of um, you know face or reading on it. It was just a little little black circle or not a black circle, sorry, a little white circle with a blue band. And it was, you know, it was very comfortable to wear. They asked us to make sure that we wore it around the ship. You know, they weren't waterproof, so a lot of folks were <laughs> swimming in theirs, and they had to get replacements during the week because it was shorting them out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was uh, it was pretty, you know, it wasn't a big deal to wear one. We did end up having a uh, one positive COVID case uh, during our sailing, um, and they had done the contact tracing and tested and quarantined the folks that had been exposed potentially. And uh, fortunately, no one else was um, found to be positive. So that's the good news. Um but it was, uh, you know, it was it was a pretty seamless process for us. It's just sometimes you have to remember, you know, when you were leaving the cabin, oh, yeah, I got to grab my tracelet and, you know, put it back on or take it off when you're going in the pool. But uh, other than that, it was, you know, pretty, pretty easy to manage. Yeah. And most importantly, it shows those protocols are working. Absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting there. Um, so you got to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book? And was anything different there as far as like the turndown service or the cabin steward or anything like that? When we reported uh, to our cabin, we had a uh, concierge class, um, you know, veranda cabin, which was kind of part of my motivation to go in with Equinox over Edge as well, because I really like a traditional balcony. And Equinox has some oversized verandas, which are really nice. Um, so we had a couple of chairs with footstools, and you know, it was in the shade most of the time, and you could really enjoy being out there. But other than that, you know, there. The room steward, when he came through and introduced himself, you know, he said that uh, due to the COVID regulations, um, you know, the staffing and things were a little bit tighter than usual. So he didn't have an assistant or anything. Um, you know, he kind of apologized ahead of time that, you know, he would he would do his best to take care of us. And he absolutely did uh, through the whole week. Um, you know, we had no issues whatsoever. And he was he was a great guy to take care of us uh, through the week on anything that we needed. But um you know, really, other than that, they had some masks in the room for us, and some hand sanitizer. We didn't have to wear the mask on the ship at all unless you were unvaccinated. And then there were certain you know, restrictions where they had asked you to do that. But um, really, that's the only thing that we noticed that was different. It was very familiar to us, very similar cabin that we had when we were on Equinox previously. So we really enjoyed it. It felt like coming home. Awesome. Now, it's safe to say that every cruise line out there right now is doing e-muster in one way or in another. Since this was Celebrity Equinox's first cruise back, how was the e-muster? I mean, it had to been much different than your last sailing on Equinox a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was very different, um, and it was a really welcome change. I mean, Royal Caribbean and Celebrity have worked really hard to uh, put the e-muster in place, and 
I know they were working on that uh, before the COVID, you know, situation arose. So it's a good good thing that they had already been working on it because I think it was pretty pretty seamless for them to put it in place, and it was amazing. I mean, it's just I wish somebody had thought of this years ago because mm-hmm. it's just uh, you get on the ship, um, you know, they tell you to report to your muster station to get checked in. I think it was by four o'clock in the afternoon. I think was the cutoff. They ask you to watch a video either on the app that you download before you get on the ship or there's uh, the video playing in your stateroom. You watch that um, on the app. You have to uh, go through a few different steps, like listen to the ship's horn where they sound the emergency alarm and let you know what that sounds like. Um, They walk you through putting on a life vest. And then after that, once you go to your muster station and check in with the crew members down there, They give you a little green sticker on your card and they check you off in the system that said you've completed your muster drill and that's it. I mean, it took literally five minutes uh, once we were on the ship to get that done. And uh, we didn't have to worry about, you know, bars or restaurants shutting down for muster, you know, and losing an hour, hour and a half of your day as they're waiting Mm -hmm. for people to come in and, you know, get checked in at the muster stations like the old school way of doing things. So Celebrity did it extremely well. It was completely seamless for us. I mean, it's like they've been doing it the whole time, but it's something that's a really welcome change. And I'm, I'm glad to see that it'll continue going forward because it's so much better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So how about the dining on Equinox? I mean, were all the dining venues open and what were your thoughts there? Yeah, everything was open. You know, it, it felt very normal. I will say the uh, the first night was a little bit unusual. Um, we had uh, the select dining, so you could go at any time that you chose and uh, we went um, to the restaurant at six o'clock. We receded very quickly, but I noticed they were starting to put everybody, you know, the, the restaurants are usually very tight anyway, as far as space and tables, but they didn't space us out at all. They just filled the the um, uh, restaurant as if it were a normal sailing. But the unusual part was, is we were on the second story of the dining room, the entire uh, left side of the um, of the restaurant was left empty. So they put all the dining folks on one side of the restaurant the first night. And I guess obviously they got some complaints and concerns about that because by night two, they had uh, opened up both sides of the restaurant and you had a table or two between you and the next uh, couple or family. So (laughs) a little bit of change as we went through. Um, But I think part of that too was driven by, you know, just staffing. The ship was not fully crewed. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously we were sailing at about 50% or a little less uh, capacity from a passenger standpoint. So, you know, understandably it was a little bit lighter than normal, but, uh, you know, overall service didn't notice it. Um, you know, the restaurant service was excellent. We had a fantastic dining team that took care of us through the week and it was probably one of the best, you know, experiences we have had on celebrity as far as dining is concerned in the main dining room. Um, so we really enjoyed our, our evenings there. Then the other venue that changed, obviously the buffet, they had uh, turned that around so that you could no longer serve yourself at the buffet, which, you know, as you know me, I'm not a huge buffet fan. So that was a really welcome change for us to to be able to uh, enjoy the buffet this week that we were on board because, uh, you know, the germaphobe in me doesn't like sharing all the tongs and things with <laughs> a thousand other uh, passengers on the ship. So being able to be served and and asked for what, you know, I wanted to eat. And then they plated it for you and handed it to you was a nice change. Um, but other than that, you know, the, the dining venues were all open. The spa had a really nice cafe that was available in the solarium area. We enjoyed that for lunch a couple of days uh, while we were on board room service. Um, we had a few hiccups with room service, but 
you know, again, that's understandable. First week back, they're still trying to get their feet underneath them. So, you know, we kind of rolled with it and didn't worry about it. And we enjoyed the, the items that we, we did end up getting, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it was right or wrong. Um, and, you know, we, we did uh, the main dining room for breakfast one morning. Service was quick. The food came to us. It was nice and warm. So, you know, Celebrity really took care of us during the week. And it was just, you could tell the crew was so happy to be back. Everybody was happy and smiling. You know, it was probably one of the just best experiences we've had at sea because everybody was so thankful to be back as far as the, you know, the guest on board and the crew was so happy to be, you know, working again and to be, um, you know, helping you to have a great vacation experience. So overall, it was great. Yeah. And most importantly, 50% capacity doesn't hurt either as far as uh, no, making your way around the ship. Spoiled. Right, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the sea days on board, also the outdoor spaces and entertainment. Yeah, as far as sea days, uh, you know, again, at 50% capacity, you could pretty much do and go as you please. There were very few chair hogs. I mean, there are always a few on any sailing. Um, but, you know, this time it wasn't an inconvenience. It wasn't an issue where people were fighting or squabbling over seats. Um, you know, we enjoyed the solarium most days, which is you know, kind of an indoor pool setting uh, with some quiet music in the adults only area, which we enjoyed. And it was never, you know, it was probably less than half full the entire time we were in there. You know, the pool areas were very uncrowded. The main pools were busy, but they weren't, you know, just packed full of people. Um, so everybody was out enjoying, um, you know, the pools and the venues during the day, uh, you know, walking around the ship, never any lines or crowds really, except for lining up for the main dining room in the evenings. That was pretty much, you know, the, the extent of any lines or anything like that. Um, so it really was just so nice to be on board with, with less people. You know, it's kind of one of those experiences that you'll probably never get to. I hope honestly that we never get to experience that again, because it was a, you know, this whole COVID situation has yeah. been um, such a bad thing for everybody. So, but it is, it is neat to be a part of it coming back and, and to get to experience a ship, you know, in a different way that we may never get to do again. Yeah. A lot of people keep asking about, like, aren't you getting tired of jumping from ship to ship? And I'm like, no, because we'll never cruise like this again, hopefully, as you said. I know. Um, but I'm really taking advantage of, you know, sailing at Celebrity was like 40%. And then uh, the yeah. carnival ships were between 60 and 70%. And it's nice, man, because, uh, you know, you have the kind of a, I don't want to say you have the ship to yourself, but it doesn't hurt, you know, not standing in lines. That really no. helps everything. Yeah, it's awesome there. So not at talk, all. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It's a good experience. Let's talk about these shore excursions, uh, both if you did things on your own or through the cruise line. We kind of tend to do things on our own with excursions. Our first stop uh, was to uh, St. Martin, which was really nice. Um, we hadn't been back there in a couple of years. Um, and we had never been to the French side of the island. So we took the opportunity to go over to Orient Beach and uh, rent a couple chairs and an umbrella over there. Um, had a really nice day just enjoying the, the sun and the wind and the waves. Uh, it was just a perfect beach day. After that, we went over to uh, downtown uh, Phillipsburg. Uh, just to check out the restaurants and the shops. And, you know, it was a little bit, um, uh, a lot of things were still closed, understandably, you know, not a lot of ships coming in as far as tourists and things. So, you know, it was a little bit quieter than usual, but uh, it was good to be back to the island. And I think, uh, you know, the residents there were happy to see the cruise ship passengers coming back and, you know, starting to get some business. Um, As a matter of fact, the the gentleman that took us over to uh, Orient Beach, um, that was his first time, I think back in a taxi, I think he had said in 14 months. So 
you know, it, it obviously impacts the local economies. So mm. it's it's so good to see the ships and, and the passengers starting to come back and enjoying, you know, the islands. Our next stop, we went over to uh, St. Thomas, which was actually uh, a substitute. We were originally supposed to go to Tortola, but unfortunately the island had been experiencing a pretty heavy uh, COVID outbreak and they just don't have the medical facilities to to handle any additional you know capacity if needed. So the cruise line decided to uh, to move us to St. Thomas, which was just fine with us. Um, we hadn't been back there in a while either, and it was really good to be back on the island. You know, and it was a little bit um, even more closed down than St. Martin. We went downtown to uh, the other pier because Royal comes in on, on the Crown Bay side. So we went over to uh, the Haven site area where most of the shops and things are. And it pretty much was closed. Most of the town over there, we even walked over to the port area. We went into a little shop there called uh, Iguana Jacks, and we talked to the owner there. We were the, the first cruise passengers he had had since the shutdown. And uh, he was so glad that, uh, you know, we were we were slowly coming back. He said it probably was going to be October or November before St. Thomas sees a, a pretty good increase in the in the cruise travelers coming in. But uh, had a nice visit with him, he was a very knowledgeable gentleman. So shout out to Mark at uh, Iguana Jacks there in St. Thomas, just a super guy. And uh, we enjoyed visiting with him and did some shopping there. And then we headed back to the ship to enjoy an afternoon on board. And then our last stop was at Nassau, which, you know, Nassau is a beautiful port, but we had been there quite a few times. So we took advantage of it since it was our, our final day uh, on the trip. So we stayed on board the ship and just enjoyed the uh, Equinox's amenities there. So just overall, it was a great experience, very relaxing time in the ports and, you know, just some beautiful stops. We were thankful to be on the islands and, and to, uh, to, to be back in the Caribbean. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, man? Like you, like going to Nassau, right? So Senior Frogs was boarded up there a couple of weeks ago when I was there because obviously ships are just now starting to come back and uh, it's kind of in, right. in moderation there. And like when I was in San Juan at that, the home of the Pina Colada, I, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's like Barachinas or something like that. There was mm-hmm. a long line. Normally you just stroll in there, you walk up to the bar, you get you a Pina Colada and you make your way out or go eat or whatever. Now they're kind right. of limiting people and it's even most of it's outside, but they're still limiting the people yeah. inside. So things are different as far as uh, how the ports look now than how they looked 18 months ago. But like you said, when you were at Iguana Jacks, uh, I'm happy to see them coming back and these businesses starting to reopen again. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it's just good for the businesses. And, you know, it's been a really hard time for those folks. I mean, I know we all have been kind of upset. We're missing our vacations and things, but you know, these folks have been really impacted in their livelihoods and their lives have been changed, mm-hmm. you know, some forever. So it's, uh, you know, it's really eye opening when you get to talk to folks that are local like that and understand, you know, the pain and the situations they've been going through, you know, you don't always think about that. So it's, uh, we're fortunate. A lot of us are fortunate to be able to, to take these trips and, um, you know, it's good to be able to be back, but it certainly feels good for those folks to be, you know, be able to work again and start making money. I'm curious, John, how did you said you had um, one positive COVID case on your ship? How did that play out? Was that like an announcement over the PA system from the captain? Yeah, it was. Um, The captain came on one evening and said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, and Captain Tezos, um, just a super fun guy. And every time he's, you know, he's on making an announcement, usually he's very jovial and having a great time. But, you know, he kind of came on and we knew as soon as he started speaking, his tone was a little more somber. And he had said that, you know, we had a guest that reported to the medical center had self-reported uh, with some mild COVID-related symptoms. Uh, they had tested him, and he did end up testing positive. So they had 
quarantined him and did the contact tracing uh, with the tracelets and found the folks that had been around him. They didn't tell us, you know, what limit of exposure or time or you know, anything like that. So I don't know what logic they used to pinpoint those that, you know, were targeted to be tested, but, you know, they made contact with those passengers, you know, they had their COVID test. And then I heard that they were quarantined to their cabins up to 24 hours so that they could get the test back, the results. But the good news was, is that no one else tested positive. And that gentleman was disembarked. And I don't know if he had any uh, travelers going with him, but he had just said that, you know, they would disembark him at Nassau. And my understanding is, is that Royal Caribbean and Celebrity, at least through October, are providing, you know, private air travel uh, back to the United States or to your to your hometown. So they're really taking care of folks and they're doing that on their dime. So they're not charging you or your insurance, but, uh, you know, Celebrity and Royal are really taking care of their guests if there's a problem. But, you know, nothing changed for us. There was no mass mandates added to the rest of the sailing, nothing like that. Um, and then after that announcement, you know, we didn't hear anything further and, and we went about and joined the rest of our cruise. Awesome. Well, glad everything ended well there. You've been back for a couple of weeks now. Looking back on the entire experience from start to finish, was there anything that maybe could have been done a little differently or something that the cruise line just really excelled at? I think overall, Celebrity did a phenomenal job. You know, it's um, we had been on this ship almost four years to the day previously. And other than the the reduction in the, the guests on board and a little bit of the, you know, the staffing that was reduced, we really didn't notice any differences. And I think that that says a lot about how Celebrity has, you know, been working to get the ships back up and running and the ones that have been sailing. I mean, they're trying to make it as seamless and, you know, as great of an experience as possible. The crew were just bending over backwards to take care of us. Um, everybody was so friendly. They wanted to make sure we were having a great time and anything that we needed, they were taking care of us. Um, you know, overall, the only, the only thing I could say that was negative was the first, uh, evening in the dining room was a little bit tight just because they packed everybody on one side, but they fixed that the very next day. So no problems there. And then we had a few hiccups with room service, but other than that, it felt like a normal cruise. You know, we didn't have any restrictions on board. We didn't have to social distance or anything like that. I mean, we just were able to visit with the crew members, you know, enjoy our fellow passengers, go to the shows, you know, go to the comedians and just, you know, have a great time and get away. And I would say this was definitely probably one of our top three cruises uh, that we've we've been on. And uh, it was just a phenomenal week. I've been asking this question on all these startup interviews I've been doing. And I'm curious what you would have to say to someone who may be on the fence about cruising right now. Go do it. It's absolutely one of the best times to cruise. Pack a little patience. You know, things are different. Rules are changing daily. You might end up with a mask mandate or a COVID testing requirement, vaccinated or unvaccinated. But it's a it's a great time to be back on board a ship. Like I said, the crew is so happy to to have guests again back on the ships. You know, they were so tired of the empty ghost ships, more or less, where, where they were just, you know, floating out on the ocean and and not getting that interaction. So it's just, uh, you know, and to be able to experience some of these ships, just like you did, like with Mardi Gras, to be able to go on a, a brand new ship that isn't packed to the gills is just an amazing opportunity. So if you have the time and you, you're able to go travel right now, go do it. You will absolutely have a fantastic time. And like I said, this was one of the best cruises that we've ever had. And it was just a phenomenal week. My wife and I just really enjoyed it. 
I may know the answer to our final question here, but what are your thoughts of cruising again as we start moving forward? You know, as, as far as we move forward, I think, again, you know, everybody just needs to kind of have a little bit of patience, have a little bit of understanding. I know with the with the vaccine requirements and the mask mandates and things, there's a lot of emotions and some anger and confusion as we kind of work through this. But I know I'm a big fan of John Heald and I like to follow him uh, in, in some of his videos and things that he does on his Facebook page. And, you know, like he said, we as an industry, we've got to get this right. This is the time that we can't mess up. And if they were to shut down again, they may not come back. And the industry that we love and the vacations that we so much enjoy and cherish, you know, could potentially go away. So I think going forward, you know, we all, as folks that love the cruise industry and love cruising, you know, we've got to get out there and support them as best we can, enjoy the trips that we can take. And, you know, if you need to reschedule because of certain requirements or things, then do that. We've, you know, we've, my family and I have made some difficult decisions to move some cruises out just because of, you know, vaccination requirements and some limitations for our son since he's younger. But, uh, you know, overall, we're, you know, we're just kind of, we're also thankful to be able to, to start cruising again and to see the industry coming back to life. And it's so good to see the ships, you know, with passengers sailing out of port. And uh, it's just, um, you know, it's, it, I think it's just going to take time to get back to the way things were or close to where they were. But uh, we're slowly getting there, and the cruise industry is showing they can do it, and they can do it safely. Very good. We've been talking with John about his seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise aboard Celebrity Equinox, the very first Equinox sailing out of Port Everglades. John, thank you so much for your time, and uh, happy to have you back on again, man. Thanks, Doug. It's great to be back on with you, and I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.